this is Trevor. Sorry, I can't come to the phone right now. But if you leave me a message, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Begsy, call me back ASAP. Love you, brother. Peace. Good morning. Begsy, it's been quite some time. It feels like that. It's also been somewhat of an emotional day. I'm happy to be talking to my brother. All right, for real, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. I mean, uh, last time you and I talked, uh, we were partying together with uh, big smiles on our faces. So, yeah. hey, man, ended October on a high, buddy. We did, man. We ended up October on a high. I'm glad I got to see you. I'm glad I'm talking to you right now. And uh, you know, I definitely have to start off by talking about one of the members of the Migos take off passing away today, getting shot and, yeah. and dying. It's sad. It's sad. And it's just, it's just sad, man. You don't want to think yeah. about these things, but I think when they happen, you start, you start thinking about your people and your brothers and yeah, just a, a really sad day. And all I got to say is thank you to take off for the memories, man, for real. And going to be listening to a lot of his work, the Migos work, and going to be listening to a lot of, conversations involving takeoff for sure rest in peace yeah rest in peace takeoff i mean 28 years old it's crazy to think he's younger than you and i right exactly. like, it's uh gone too soon and you know that was uh all the guys from egos there's not not even that they have their own good music their own individual stuff but they're just in so many songs in general like uh i guess some songs in my playlist and it's, it doesn't even say like featuring takeoff or featuring offset it's but they just appear in the song you know it's just like these guys are everywhere. They're doing so many things over the past, you know, five plus years, and uh, always made a big impact on music. You know a lot about it more than I do because I'm always behind on getting into hip hop. But uh, definitely jammed out to some some Migos and some Takeoff over the years. So, of course, uh, rest in peace, man. Don't you go that soon? Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, let's let's talk about the NFL trade deadline and a lot of things did happen. I think during this year's version of the trade deadline, but not a lot of things happened for the Green Bay Packers. I'm not surprised. I'm also not that disappointed. I don't know if that's because, again, today's been a little emotional, or maybe it's because I don't have a lot of faith in the Green Bay Packers, and maybe it's not the time to release assets for a chance at this thing. I know that sounds crazy, but the Packers have just been pretty mediocre, and we're talking about them playing them playing what eight games eight games uh, about to surpass the nine game mark halfway through the season it's it's crazy yeah i'm not surprised are you surprised they didn't do anything <laughs> you know i thought maybe if they believed in the team they might add a receiver but um you know i don't know like if you're if you're the packers and you know you've, you've gone all in on aaron Rodgers, wouldn't you want to add another receiver to that receiving core like I look at the Chase Claypool trade, you know, Chicago acquires Chase Claypool and, you know, it makes sense from the point of view that, you know, Fields has probably one of the thinnest receiver groups in the league, but you know, also has one of the thinnest receiver groups in the league, the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> so I don't know, man, it's, it's the Green Bay Packers, I mean, you know, both the Bears and Packers are three and five, which sounds crazy to say, but like, you know, the Packers obviously have bigger Super Bowl aspirations than the Bears do, at least in the short term. Like isn't it just seems like that's a trade that the Packers maybe should have been making instead instead of the Bears. Well, well, did the Bears give up a lot for Chase Claypool? Because they, they gave up a second round pick. I'm confused. I'm confused. Why would 
the Bears trade some of their defensive weapons. And they've been doing that over the last couple of weeks and then decide to trade an asset for a receiver right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, Isn't that confusing? it's, it's a little... It's a little confusing to me, um, but I, I kind of look at it as if they traded Roquan, Roquan Smith for Chase Claypool, right? They ship out Roquan Smith for a second-round pick to the Ravens, and now a week later, they're trading a second-round pick for Chase Claypool. So, I mean, their defense was already one of their, their strength of the team. I'm not saying it's an incredible defense by, anything, by any means, but they're, they're frisky. They're, they're doing some damage. Uh, but where they really needed help was that receiver, and I think one of the biggest travesties for the Bears entering the season was that, you know, you have Justin Fields, who hasn't looked great in the NFL, but not only has he not looked great, but then he enters the season with no good receivers and one of the worst offensive lines in football. It's like you're setting him up for failure. So at, at least, yeah, again, he shows some, he's shown something at least for the past couple of weeks. So by getting, you know, Abbott's for his own to Claypool, um, they're doing something for Justin Fields, which, you know, if he is the quarterback of the future, you know, I like that move for them. Yeah. I guess that's the most I've ever talked about the Bears in general. I know, right? I know, right? They just, uh, they just, for me again, it seemed as if they made a move that wasn't really calculated, or they're not really on a plan. They're just kind of doing things. Uh, but that being said, they just made a lot of changes to not just their coaching staff, but their front office. You know, it's it's hard to really do this, and that's talk a lot about the Chicago Bears without being a little confused or a little pessimistic uh, let's roll it back to the green bay packers though again we haven't seen a lot from the packers over eight games and they're just known for a team that doesn't like to do a lot via trade and receivers you look at chase chase claypool garnered a second round pick in my opinion that's a bit of an over overstatement an overpayment for real that is that is bro that is based on you know market value and what chase claypool has done over the last couple of years I'm not, I'm not saying he sucks all right bc zone west coast own okay i know i know he's talented but again over the last couple of seasons hasn't really done much and he's he's traded for a second round pick you gotta admit that's a that's a haul for the pittsburgh steelers for real yeah and, and i kind of had that thought as i thought about this trade my first thought was you know damn what's like <laughs> pittsburgh's already very thin um at receiver now they're gonna trade one of their best receivers but, again, when you think about it, a second-round pick, that is probably an overpayment. But, again, if I'm going to play devil's advocate, I think of the Green Bay Packers, who just drafted Christian Watson in the second round. And I know he's been hurt, but, you know, not much has been going on with him this season. Um, if you can't draft well in the second round, like, maybe it is worth it to trade a second-round pick for an established player. Especially when you paid your quarterback $150 million over the next three years to try to win your Super Bowl. You know, I, I just feel like a team with that kind of short-term outlook should be making trades like that and not the Chicago Bears. But, but is, is Chase Claypool a guy that's going to gonna take the Packers over the top? No, he's not. He's not. You could argue that they have an Alan Lazard who's just as good as Chase Claypool, you know? And maybe getting another one of those guys, yeah, it adds to the depth. But I think when you're making an acquisition that involves a second-round pick, you need some somebody that's going to push the needle a bit. For real. It's just the truth that I don't think Chase... Claypool does that. I'm kind of glad the Packers didn't go out and give up a second for him. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried getting him, but it was a pick that was closer to like the fourth fourth round pick or a fifth round pick. Because, you know, NFL picks are worth a lot, especially in the Packers organization where it's not the easiest place for them to attract big names and free agents and draft picks really do 
matter. They do. Yeah, the, the Packers are three and five, and they did not have a. In, in my opinion, I'm, I'm not here for no mortal victories with the Green Bay Packers. Okay, I think some people are out there saying, "Oh, look what they did. They established a run and they covered the spread and they fought in the second half." It's, it's <laughs> are like, people saying that? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, the bar is low right now. The bar is low for the Green Bay Packers, and for me, it's it's new. You know, it's. Is it is it like that, Bagsy? Did I just go from a contender to a pretender that quick in one year? In one year? We're talking about a team that's been to a lot of NFC Championship games over the last couple of years, okay? Been to a lot of them, and man, oh man, they just, they just been horrible this year, so. Yeah, I'm just going to say me, I'm. Me, are they making the playoffs? Are they making the playoffs? Because I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of worried, but, and I'm panicked, but I'm also like, yeah, there's still a lot of ball game left, nine games left. Yeah. They can go eight and one, you know, finish 11 and six, squeak in, stick to the plan, be in the dance. But are they even even going to get there? Uh, if I'm going to give an answer on it right now, I'm going to say no based on what I've seen. But uh, it's such a shit show. It's such a shit show in the uh, in the NFC that it's definitely possible. Such a shit um, show, man. Such a shit yeah. show. It's, it's a lot. Uh, I mean, Go ahead. Yeah, I, again, like you look at the two wildcard spots right now. And I mean, both the Cowboys and the New York Giants are easily the front runners for two of those three wild card spots. Now, with the third wild card spot being there, I think the Packers have a chance. But uh, it's just such a mushy middle, such a weird season in the NFL that uh, I couldn't confidently. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on the Packers to the playoffs. No, but uh, we'll see what happens, man. They could do it. They could do it. I mean, look, the Packers, Rams, Bucks, of all different forms. Even uh, if I want to, you know, put my Saints in that conversation, even though they don't belong there, the Saints have always wanted to perform. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 possible they could make it, but I wouldn't bet on it. Sad times, man. Sad times for us in Green Bay because it's not fun watching football, and it should be a lot more fun. And again, they did establish a run. Aaron Jones was the, you know, he was the best player on the on the field that game, and that's against a team that has a lot of stars. But man, oh man, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't enough. You know, there, I don't even want to talk about it, man. Bexy, get out of here. I was about to go. Ahead. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, yeah. Th- thanks again for a fun weekend, bros. You guys talk to you again, and uh, they let this degenerate back in the locker room tonight for Canucks Devils. So, uh, hey, well, wish me luck, buddy, hey, and I'll uh, play about tomorrow. Have fun, man. Call me after, man. Peace. All right, bros. Have a good peace.